0: Cliffcentral.com No Borders, Cliffcentral.com. Every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. What's good? It's your boy KF. Um, those are the sounds of the legendary Pepe Cali. Now, if you don't know nothing about Pepe Cali, I mean you were probably wrong, born in the in the wrong generation. Millennials wouldn't know anything about Pepe Cali. And and the baggy pants. What do we call those? Palazzos. We used to call them palazzos. Rest in peace, Pepe Kale, legendary rumba musician. He came up with the dance, the Kwasa Kwasa, uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. I'm saying this like I was born in the 70s, but yeah, rumba, uh, Congolese artists, amazing, man. I remember, I used to listen to a lot of Pepe Kale. Um, I, used, I remember drives with my dad, and, and it was still tapes, you know, you still had tapes. And he had a bunch of tapes, and it was just rumba. and We'll be going to the farm every time we're in Zim and, you know, it's like a two, three hour drive of nonstop Roomba, man. And, and every time I hear it, I mean, music has so many memories to it. Like, I mean, it just, it just, that took me back like 10 or 15 years and Roomba was a really big genre. Congo, Congo actually had a major impact in terms of music because rumba was a big genre amongst the expat community in New York. I remember that. And it became very big in Paris, obviously, because Congo is, um, is a francophone country. Uh, but yeah, diplomats, diplomats loved. I love how, I love the way white people, especially white diplomats would be around Africans and try to dance to rumba. White people, you need to stop that shit uh but yeah anyway we we had the reason the main reason why we had why i I played pepe kali was because we're supposed to have guests from congo dude actually tries to call me like now (laughs) like dog i'm on radio like what's up though i said a message but anyway Congolese. so they're late um as usual central african time and i've been telling my friends you know i've been telling all africans guys we started this show for africans uh, no borders. We're trying to unite each other. To but you know, if we're gonna get it right, you need to be on time. Like, what's going? Central African time is actually a problem. And you're like, no, I'll be there in ten minutes, and then you're calling me. Like, I told you, the show starts at one. You're calling me at eight past one. I'm like, so what? do You let me? Oh, okay, hello, listeners. Just hold on. Let me just pick up the phone right now. And let me talk to my dude real quick. Like, really? But um, it takes me. It makes me think of the one Africa Music Festival that happened, and that was in London. I was actually asking people about it. So. One Africa Music Festival hosted by Banky W, a major professional, big actor, uh, musician from Nigeria. That was done in London. They started off an hour late. Now, an hour late in Africa, ah, we're not just an hour. It's okay. You know, I mean, an hour late isn't that late in Africa. When I was actually reading the article, I was like, yo, that's not bad, though. (laughs) That's not bad. But then when I kept reading reading the article, I was like, no, it is bad because Tidal was supposed to stream the whole event. So at exactly 7 p.m GMT London time uh, Green Marriages but then okay London time um they started streaming but there was nothing going on on stage and you know like there were specific times cuz you know you get permits this is London yeah. I mean like so you know you've got times that the show is supposed to go until so it's not like they're going to be like Africans and be like no no just go on until they're finished no give them extra time uh uh-uh, uh there's no extra time baba So I heard artists like Tiwa Savage performed for like 5 minutes they cut off Davido's set. Some artists didn't perform at all like Casper Nyovest was there and Casper was there with Nadia Nakai. I'm like Casper why are you in London with Nadia Nakai? Shame performing like what's going on? Is there something they need to be telling us? I think we need to get Casper and Nadia on the show just reveal this Beyoncé Jay-Z thing that's going on. Um but yeah I mean there were some really big artists. I really loved what um uh, first of all like I mean it's kudos to you Banky W. For you know Managing to hold An African festival In London Besides just holding it In London Managing to get title To stream an event With all African artists I mean that's big But then you just had to Go and fuck it up Like come on man Hey Africa So Jidenna was also there I love the way that he's You know uh, Holding on to Embracing his African roots But Jadena said Yo If we keep saying That it's our time As Africans Then we need to be On time You know what I mean Which is Which is true Um so yeah, reason why my my day one, my partner in crime and every in, and immigration Kamu isn't on the show today is gotta say congratulations, Kamu had um, a baby girl. Palace, can we get the clap? He just had a baby girl. What's up? Welcome to the world, baby M. Is this for you, Kamu? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, congratulations to Kamu, um, man. All my friends, yo, this is gonna be a crazy year. All my friends are having babies. If not the second is the third, like out of all of them. Like everyone's just popping And this year alone I've gotten three calls. Say, yo, okay, so you're an uncle again. I'm like, golly. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the world's greatest uncle. Like you know have I me. Mean? But I always tell my I always tell my um my friends and my friends and especially my friends' wives, if we are going to get along, please, every barbecue or no, every bride that we have. Expect a different girl. Expect a different bad, bad. This is the only way we're going to get along because I'm not a relationship type of person. For real, for real, though. Palisa, don't look at me like that. This is supposed to be a monologue. So I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to myself. But anyway, um, like if, if, if we're going to get along, they just need to realize I'm not that relationship person. I'm not that person who's going to invite them to a wedding or to Lobola. I'm not going to settle down and have one woman in my life for the rest of my life unless the woman who's, that, who's sitting across me says yes. The cynical woman She can't even hear me But anyway I think the volume is down But anyway Um It's it's not happening man Like I'm just not that person And it's not that I wouldn't love To settle down I wouldn't love I just I think I'm a very particular person And I'm just hard to be with And I need my freedom Just the freedom Just access to All corners Of the planet Anyway So Uh 19th of May So I got a bunch of birthday shoutouts Uh Happy birthday to my, to my very very good friend Long time friend Matata Giomande. Hope you have an amazing day Happy birthday to um, to my nephew uh, A prince, a king in the making The future of our family The smartest young man that I know 12 years old Happy birthday to you Tando uh, Make us proud And to my homie all the way in India Nicole Geneja, Happy birthday to you as well Damn, a lot of birthdays on on the 19th of May, thank God none of you are around, like, close by in my vicinity. That'll be a whole lot of dinners and presents and stuff. But, you know, we're not about that life, not today. Oh, snap. I can get used to this. I actually think my show should be my show. We could just scratch Kamu out for the next six months. <laughs> for real, though. I could do this by myself 24-7. I'm actually getting the hang of just talking to myself. I was telling Mabale that I should be... If I, if I if I do this for a whole hour, then I think they should consider me for the role of... um, um. Remember... Um, I am legend with with, with Will Smith, where he was just talking to himself or the dog half the time. I could do that. This is it's working out. Um, But yeah, in terms of birthday. So I'm like, I don't know about people. You know, people do the whole dinners and drinks and stuff. I stopped doing birthday parties. I stopped doing birthday parties in college. In college, it was easy to do a birthday party because, you know, you were providing free alcohol. So people would come. But the minute that I realized that alcohol wasn't wasn't a factor, when everyone started earning their own salaries and people stopped coming to my birthdays was after college. That's when I realized I'm not popular at all. Like no one comes to my birthdays. No matter what type of event I'm trying to, I'm like, yeah, guys, yo, all white. And then I'll give you the white clothes and the liquor and the shoes. And you no, know, I'll send a bus to get you. Okay, no, I'll send a limo to get you. People still don't show up to my birthdays. I don't know why. I'm I you know, and now that I'm on radio, I thought maybe you know hey maybe if i invite gareth gareth doesn't come either so i'm like guys how do i make this happen how does this popularity maybe you know kick off somehow some way but no so i stopped doing birthday parties um and i i make it a point to travel during my birthdays uh my 29th i was in kenya my 30th i was in um in cape town then my 31st which was just a couple of months ago i was in mpumalanga mpumalanga such a beautiful place like Cape Town, yes, Cape Town has some nice scenery, but Mpumalanga is just peaceful, it's it's quiet. But we went there, two black men, two black women, and it was no longer peaceful. Just the four of us, it became, let me not say debauchery, uh, it was a family kind of outing, but there was a whole lot of liquor and music involved there, and you know, yeah, we kind of fucked up the peace for the white people, who were also renting cabins from where we were. But yeah, Mpumalanga, beautiful place, I'd love to be. Mpumalanga, where we at? Where at? Yo, this time ain't moving though, <laughs> It ain't moving at all Where the guests set? I thought they were still coming through <laughs> Okay, no, we're still going on There's still a record to be set here There's still a record to be set Um, So yeah, but then Birthdays, the reason why I've always wanted to to do birthday parties like celebrate my birthday with people and even when I travel I travel with people it's and my dad was very big on birthdays you know what i mean it's it's something that's very very big in our family like we go all out like even if we're having like a family dinner and it's just one of those chilled dinners no 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 you have to wear a suit and my dad and mama like like old school like rural like village so every occasion as a child growing up i would have to wear a suit and a bow tie and suspenders so when you see me in a suit and bow tie and suspenders now This is actually not my fault Like I just grew up a classic man You know what I mean I'm just, I'm just Hashtag just say. My parents loved dressing up Like it was their thing I think it's because they only started wearing shoes When they were like 16 or 17 Which is actually true I'm not even exaggerating Like my dad wore his first pair of shoes when he was 16 um, But I think you know Coming from that kind of That kind of background I mean you know You want to make the most of whatever Whatever you have Speaking of my dad and my parents Man Ain't nobody hustle like those people um, so yeah, I mean, like, they, they were, the education was a big deal for them because they didn't have it. Um, and then raising these kids who grew up most of their lives outside the country, just like that dynamic was just very crazy for them. You know, they, they're out of, and I remember on my dad's 80th birthday, uh, we bought a picture of him that was on eBay. Uh, and it was taken at some conference, I think during the Lancaster House Constitution um, agreements in uh, Lancaster House, obviously. Uh, that's 1979, 19, yeah, 1979. But he, my dad, is very big on taking pictures, which is why I take pictures a lot. Not selfies, though. You know what I mean? If it's a self, I think a selfie is only a selfie if, if it's just you in the picture. If it's a group of us, then it's like a group selfie. I take a lot of group selfies whenever I'm out with people. I like taking a lot of pictures, but it's because uh, my dad. You know what, he used to take a lot of pictures when we were young and he's got them all documented because he didn't have that opportunity. I think the youngest picture he has of himself, he was probably 40, 46. They didn't have cameras. Like, I mean, you know, like where where'd they get the cameras from, you know what I mean? So, and even if cameras were there, like he grew up in the village. This is a dude who wore his first pair of shoes at 16. And when we say shoes, we're not talking Puma. We're not even talking New Balance. You know what I mean? We're probably talking Mañatera. Manyatera, that's what we call them in Zim. We call them manyatera. So these are shoes that are made out of out of old tires. So you literally take an old tire, that's the sole of the shoe, then you take some other straps of the tire, you know, you create that was probably his first pair of shoes. But um yeah, so I mean those little things that my parents didn't have growing up are things that they made sure that we had. Um birthdays, pictures, you know, dressing up and stuff. Uh, yo, we used to dress up for everything, man. But uh, we used to dress up every week for, for church. And I'm like, can I just probably wear a pair of pants and a shirt? Like, I'm, I'm there at church looking like I'm going to an African wedding. Everyone else is like, where are these kids coming from? Is it their baptism today? What's, what's going on? Like, it, it, it was crazy. Like, it would overdress. And it wouldn't just be, I remember my kindergarten. Um, I was, and it was a black kindergarten. My dad hated the fact that I, but I went to a black kindergarten. Um, and, on our graduation day They had us wear red <laughs> Who makes kids wear red On graduation day in kindergarten So we were dressed in red and white sus- Red suspenders Red bow ties Red ties I had the funky haircut With the with, with, What do you call this? The, the box cut Nowadays people call him a fade But we had them back in the 90s Where there's a whole lot of hair Like that funny ass haircut That El Tito has He's too old to be having a haircut like that um, But yeah That's that's I mean that's that's You know that's That's what we grew up on But I mean in terms of in terms of the whole no borders aspect, I think a lot of Africans grew up. or maybe yeah. I think a lot of Africans, a good percentage of Africans, grew up outside the borders of Africa and experienced a lot of these different cultural, you know, especially between parents and children. Because your parents grew up here, right, I and mean, they spent all their lives here. But then when they move and then they raise you in know, a foreign country, it's that gap in, in cultures between you and your parents. Because you're growing up with a bunch of you know like foreign kids. And, 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 you know, then you're going home and what you're experiencing at school, and then you're going home. Like, I remember going home and my mom, you can't, you cannot hit me because I'll call child line. Mom, I was told at school that you're not allowed. PA Very quickly, go. Call child line now. Did they teach you at school what uh, diplomatic immunity is? Yes, we are diplomats. You, they cannot arrest me. I'll beat you again when you come. So, I mean, that that variation in terms of being a kid, you know, you know, growing abroad and then having your parents being as rural as my parents were. Mm-mm, we ain't playing. We ain't playing like that. But, I mean, it, it is uh, something that's, I think, within our generation, what what they call the millennials, I still do not agree that I'm a millennial. I was born in 1986. I'm 31. I cannot be called a millennial. I do not feel privileged to anything. But, in terms of that dynamic, that dynamic has really shaped modern day African culture amongst parents and, and children and, and I think we 've lost a big portion of our culture and, and when we think culture, unfortunately, we think um, female mutal gen, uh, uh, no, female genital mutilation right fGM. Uh, we think of all the bad cultural practices No, culture is dynamic Which means we, you know, we move on But there are certain aspects The principle, the core aspects of our culture Are what we need to keep Our languages, for example you know, Very important to keep our languages um, Very important to keep our literature Our history I don't understand a school that doesn't teach African history Like I really don't get it Like I had a friend who was like I, I've never studied Chinua Achebe I'm like, what? You do not know Chinua Achebe You have not done one Chinua Achebe book Like that's ridiculous Like... Ato Fugard, I mean, it's it's important for us to keep these thingamajigs within our thing. But uh, I've also got to say, uh, this has been a, a hot topic over the week. I've got so much to say. Actually, I can do this. I told you, Palisa, I can do this. But anyway, uh, rest in peace. On a very serious, very serious note, uh, rest in peace to Karabo Mokwena. Karabo Mokwena. She was buried. She was buried earlier today. Um, I heard her sister give a very emotional speech um, over the radio uh mean, it's it's a very saddening issue and and you know what I, we we spoke about this with simple and she she just looked over here like i need to hear what this motherfucker's is gonna say what what is this nigga gonna say <laughs> yeah but today's a monologue so you can't join in Simpu, ain't eh? nothing happening i just get to say all i want um no but honor honor for real for real i mean it's a very sad situation my only issue with what's going on now is that i hope that it has not been taken over by opportunists uh, there's the march that's going on today I heard about a march today I, Well I heard about a march today But I know there's a, definitely a march tomorrow um, What I don't understand is What is the goal of the march Is there going to be like Are you going to sign a petition at the end of the day Is someone from government going? Are we going to appeal to someone in government Are we going to appeal for stricter laws Are we going to appeal for What exactly are we appealing to And what 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 do we want uh, in everything that we do, there needs to be an aim, there needs to be a goal, there needs to be a mission statement in order for us to actually, you know, come up with solutions and, and, and make things happen. Uh, I also hope that the men who are included in, th- in this march are not opportunists who are, you know, either looking. Because I know somewhere out there is a dude who's thinking, oh, snap, there is a problem here. Let me open up an organization, start an NGO and probably get funding and help help women a- a- out of this situation. If it's coming from the bottom of your heart, go ahead, do it. If you're just trying to make a quick buck, then, yeah, I mean, that's that would be sick. Uh, but, yeah, I do believe that the, the cause, the problem is is very obvious and it needs to be tackled. Um, how to tackle it can be very difficult. I think the starting point and where I am going to start off as an individual and what I hope where my, most of my friends are going to start off is by changing themselves. Treating women better and it's not even about you you might not beat women, but there is something that we do. You know, sometimes you use the B word, you know what I mean? Sometimes you know you you, you pull on a girl in a, in a, in an offensive way. I mean, we all do certain things. We can't deny that we all do certain things. So why don't you start with yourself, change yourself, be the change that you want to see, and naturally the children that you raise uh will also follow in tow. Your nephews, you know, your 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 sons, yada yada, your friends will follow in tow, hopefully. Um and and I think that's the that's the best way to go as individuals. I don't know about becoming a social media crusader. Like I said, no one even comes to my birthday parties. So I don't know why any brother would be listening to me if I said yo stop beating up your girl. Uh but yeah, I'll just say it anyway, stop beating up your girl. Rest in peace to Karabo Mokwena. Um women are on the alert though, because I heard I don't know how many people you know, what, actually a lot of people use Tinder. I, if I, I, I would want to ask people in the studio right now to raise their hands, but they're not really listening to me. But anyway, with, with a raise of hands wherever you are, how many of y'all use Tinder? I know a lot of people are on Tinder. Yeah, don't shake your head, Dory. Don't shake your head. Uh, Justin's not here. He can't see you. But anyway, um, a lot of people are on Tinder. So apparently, Tinder, like, I've never really used Tinder like that, but, um, I heard that, so people, you know, they just, you know, they meet online and they just go for dates. Like, You 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 literally just believe someone who wrote a paragraph about themselves. Like, yo, so, you know, I work at Cliff Central. It's easy getting a picture with Gareth Cliff. Like, I work at Cliff Central. You know, get three, four pictures with Gareth. I work at Cliff Central. Yeah, you know, I'm the director. There is no director at Cliff Central to begin with. And then next thing, we're on a date and we're meeting at News Cafe. Like, online dating is dangerous. But anyway, so this has been going on for quite a while. And people have been meeting up and hooking up. I heard there's a lot of smashing that's been going on. Uh, but my, my dudes, my friends recently told me that the streets are cold because of Sunday. Sunday, you mess things up for dudes. Women are on the alert. They are not coming out for dates. If it's a date, it's in the morning, rush hour. Let's meet at pick and pay where there are a lot of people. <laughs> Buy me pup and, um, and what's, and, and type. I mean, but I hear the streets are cold Like things are tight out there, man It's gonna be a very cold winter Y'all get your electric blankets on point Cause yeah, things are going Things are going ham. I don't know about online dating though, man Like uh, Online dating And everyone So And then the excuse is The excuse is Online dating uh I don't have time to meet anyone But you got time to do the searching on on your Huh? Uh come on now, man You know what I mean? Like There's I and I'm not saying I have anything against it. I'm just saying it's not for me. And the reasons why people use uh, or, or want to, you know, move into the whole online dating thing, I think it's just an excuse. If you like online dating, just say I personally like online dating. You know what I mean? Don't try and start using excuses like I'm too busy. I work too hard. You know what I mean? So I can't be dating nobody. Mm-mm. Nah, Shorty, sure, that's that, that. that's nonsense. I think it's just people becoming lazy because our lives exist on. On, on the internet, our lives are social media of late, and that's why people. And it's easy to not okay. Now I'm going to attack people. It's very easy to not be you on social media. Yeah, we took a pause right there. I said it. It is very easy for people not to be themselves, and so I, you know I've spoken to a couple of people who've who've been. It was a big conversation the Tinder thing, and that's when I actually downloaded Tinder was a big conversation on May Day, the Monday that we that we had a holiday. So, you know, we had a couple of bottles with a couple of friends. And one of the ladies was there was like, yo, have you, have you, are y'all on Tinder? We're like, wait, what? Tinder? what's Tinder? And then she explained the whole Tinder thing. We all downloaded Tinder. And then she told us that you've got a match. So you've got a like, you've got to right swipe someone. And then when they right swipe you... Then you can start communicating. So we just started right swiping everybody in the chance that out of a hundred right swipes, somebody going to swipe back. Uh, nothing happened that night, unfortunately. Uh, but then after that, you know, people started, you know, responding and um, I mean, so it's, it's a crazy phenomenon. And these people just, you know, d- they talk, but my friend actually went on a date. Um, a couple of, um, a, a, I think a week after May Day. Yeah. A week after he went on a date and he's like, yo, fam, it wasn't her. Either it wasn't her or I was drunk as a mofo when I actually looked at her pictures, but then I looked at the pictures afterwards and it wasn't her. Like, and Samsung and, and iPhone have done the sickest thing because, you know, with all these filters and not just filters, they've taken it past filters. You can widen your eyes now. You can lessen your cheekbones. You know, you, I'm like, wait, hold up, but that's not you though. <laughs> and I'm like, so my question is, is this relationship only going to exist on social media? Because I'm going to see you at some point in time. You know what I mean? And what's your excuse going to be? I just gained some weight or I just lost some weight? Like, how are you going to explain how you do not look like the person that's in your picture? I seriously do not get it. I mean, I I don't think we're ready for online dating in Africa, man. Like, I would would be asking for a refund. I don't know if anyone heard about... Uh, the dude who's suing the girl he went on a date with he went to watch a movie with but she was on the phone half the time and he's like "Uh, uh-uh, i paid for tickets girl like i am suing you i love people in the states they sue for anything we need that we need that in africa right now sue jacob zuma sue robert mugabe sue all of them for no damn reason uh but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna come back in, in a short while you know the monologue has just gone for 30 minutes i think we're on the way to setting an amazing record it's your boy kf no borders cliffcentral.com stay logged on and i'll be back after the short commercial break if I know me, cliff central no borders i'm back uh about to complete this record uh breaking uh what do you call it? milestone uh one hour of monologue from the unpopular kf on cliff central I'm very agitated. So, I mean, I, I actually wasn't going to do an hour because I thought, um, my people from Congo were going to come through, uh, like after 30 minutes, uh, but they're still not here. So he actually did call during the show, like, and, but I couldn't answer. I'm like, yo, wait, hold up. You do know that it starts at one o'clock, right? So I can't be picking up my phone and, and, and having the listeners wait up. So I thought he would be here by now, but he's not. And like I said, Africa, Africa, we keep saying it's our time. Can we at least be on time in the great words of Judena? Uh, the nigerian immigrant but yeah i mean time is a major issue with us and there's so many aspects of the african renaissance that african empowerment that we keep blaming other people for for change that we we ask other people like why africa is still um where it is when it's actually just us i mean we need to do the work typical example and i wanted to give this example in terms of the whole men are trash situation so i'm going to take it back to to africa in itself so we had i think most people most of our generation our parents fought the war if you were if you're an 80s baby then your parents were definitely a part of one of the revolutions uh from whatever country you're from within africa except obviously for Ethiopia because they never they were never colonized um but do you think That in their struggle for equality In their struggle for empowerment In their struggle for freedom They went to white people and said Excuse me white people uh, You need to fight for our rights Like wait hold up Like we are the ones colonizing you Like why would we fight ourselves To decolonize you Right so now in terms of the whole Men are trash situation That's the same thing Women are on social media telling men Men y'all need to tell each other give us our rights when you need something done when you need not to ask because no one asks for empowerment people empower themselves no one asks for equality the minute you ask someone for equality it means it belongs to them it means you're asking them to grant it to you you take equality and in our fight for women's rights in our fight for the realization of women's rights in our fight for the realization of a woman's dignity i think people who are who should be at the forefront of this fight are women themselves the conversation needs to start with women women need to empower each other um you know whatever support groups whatever the 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 case may be and say okay girl this is what's happening in your life get out and i think once we that that is the starting point to trash men is, is like, you know, Simpiwe and Palisa said, is more of, of, of venting. And, of course, even our forefathers were venting when they were fighting, you know, I mean, colonialism. Most of our war cries and the songs that were, were sung, you know, in, in terms of motivation were anti-white people. And, and that's fair and fine. But in terms of getting to an actual solution as Africans, as African women, it needs to start with, oh, y'all, you have the power. You have the numbers, first of all. I mean, I... There's no leader that I love Like Sir Leif Johnson The president of Liberia That is one powerful woman Who has brought peace To one of the most war ridden countries On the continent And that was done by a woman That was done by women Who voted into power Not once but twice So I don't know I, I, I'll finish that rant off Simpure is not really shaking her head She's not going any any type of crazy So I'm, I'm assuming that she agreed with me Simpure, do you agree with me? I don't know um, But yeah, I mean we we just played the sounds of NC Dread during the break. Um and speaking of NC Dread, um amazing dancehall reggae artist. And speaking of, you know, moving on from revolutions within Africa, dancehall reggae in fact reggae as a genre was a very very pertinent, very pivotal um movement as the reggae movement as well as genre in terms of music during our struggle as Africans and yo, dancehall has been big. In fact, dancehall is the longest lasting genre on the continent, like you know you get genres that came and went like we you know we played Pepe Khaled at the beginning shout out to Congo and shout out to the dudes who didn't come for the interview from Congo um, but dance hall has has outlived Roomba dance hall has outlived it's outlived a lot it's outlived jazz jazz is still big you can't you can't you know you can't take away from jazz but I still think dance hall is exactly where it was back then if not even bigger and I I think everyone, every eighties baby who went to boarding school, especially if you're a dude, knows that yo, you there's no way you could run away from from dance hall. Dance hall, that was yeah, that was the music of the day. I remember between ninety-nine, I was in high school, ninety nine to two thousand and four. And the rhythms, I mean so in, in dance hall, for those of you, I'm sure you all know, but for those of you who don't know, dance hall, you get like one rhythm, which is one instrumental that like twenty thousand artists all all get on to So I mean it, It's a very It's a very social movement In itself To say you know what You know how Jay-Z Would make a song And then copyright his music So that no one else Could use the instrumental And sell it Dancehall ain't like that They're like yo Here's the rhythm um, Write it uh, You know Do whatever you like with. it. I mean it, it also speaks To the movement The African Renaissance And sharing of information And sharing of ideas As well as resources But yeah So they had rhythms uh, Favorite rhythms Definitely the Diwali uh, Buzz rhythm um, sands, I mean the crazy rhythms. I wish my boy Beto was here, yeah, my Petro. Blessing my Petro, okay, because he loves this kind of music. He's always throwing it on our on our WhatsApp group. Oh, and and um and, and Alista, my guru. Alistair, I'm giving you too many shoutouts on this radio station. But yeah, 99 to 2006 was a big time for me in terms of dance. So I kinda grew out of it. But I mean you you always there's always that one song that you listen to that you go back to and you're like, oh snap, man, you know it's truth. There's so much content within Within dancehall music, there's so there's always a message, and I think that's why it's everlasting, uh, and that's why it resonates with Africans way more because I don't get anyone who listens to a song, and just listens to the beat. Like millennials. I really don't get millennials. Like you're gonna listen to a whole song and it's just the beat, and I'm like, what are you taking away from this song? And that's another issue with in terms of women empowerment and and, and equality. Like if someone's gonna be singing about bad bads in the club, yo, twerk, 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 and you're there, you're truck, and I'm like, what are you what are you saying? You know, what I mean like I mean Bob Marley, I mean that's the most legendary song ever. No woman, no cry, you know what I mean? Like um get up, stand up, you know, like There needs to be a message I'm not saying Let's not have fun Let's not talk about partying But let there be a message At the end of the day If the message is about happiness You know Express happiness And not misogyny Within the music But I I do want to say Like music within Africa There has been empowerment And music within Africa I remember growing up Like I said I mean There was a lot of dancehall And the dancehall wasn't local NC Dread is a local artist We've got a lot of local Dancehall artists now We've got Pato Ranking From Nigeria Um There's Buffalo Soldier from Zimbabwe. There's Killer T. There's Winky D. Oh, snap. There's so many local dancehall, Zim dancehall, African dancehall artists, African reggae artists. Um, but in terms of back then, like when we were growing up, when I was listening most of the dancehall we were listening to back then, a lot of it was actually foreign music. Now, I mean, in my, at that point in time, okay, I did have an iPod later on, but I had a Walkman to begin with and I had a lot of tapes. Uh, I remember the the bootleg tapes, the blue tapes. This is not going to get me in trouble, right? I, can I say things? It's, the statute of limits, it's seven years, right? It's, it's definitely more than seven years. Was, I said 99. If the feds are listening, I said 99 to 2006. It's been way more than seven years. I can't get arrested for this. But at that point in time, uh, there were tapes, and we had these blue tapes. And, you know, you'd rewind and fast forward with a with a uh, an ever shot pen, and you knew exactly where the song started and ended because you had that those little markings and stuff. But yeah. Most of the music I listened to, I remember the first album I probably had growing up, probably in the seventh grade, was the Players Club soundtrack. That was Ice Cube in them. Um, then after that, I had No Way Out, uh, Puff Daddy and the Family. that your victory. That was that was legendary. And then from there, you know, I had a lot of uh, Dmx. Was the um, It's Dark and Hell Is Hot, Flesh of My Flesh. Your okay. I mean, crazy time in terms of music. But what's amazing is it was, it was amazing music, especially between 99 and 2006. I think some of the greatest music during our time as as 80s babies was between the years of 99 to 2006. Now, some people would go back and say Pac and Biggie. Uh, but, I mean, we were kids when Pac and Biggie were rapping. I don't think I could really identify with Pac, what Pac and Biggie were doing. Uh, Black Panther movements, you know, killing each other on the streets, especially as an African. I don't think you could relate. Uh, the message, you know, of empowerment and and does you know kind of we can relate of black equal, equality and, and and black rights, um, but not not to the fullest of extents. Uh, Ninety nine to two thousand and six, I mean, empowerment for us was no longer just police killing; us it was more about economic, financial equality and and liberation. So someone like Jay Z, someone like Nas, would speak more to me. And like you know, fine, you know, you can vote, but what's your vote v- doing for your bank account? What's your vote doing for your kids getting into good schools? So it's 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 a different discourse in the conversation, and I think our music would more my legends in terms of music would definitely have to be um, Nas, Jay Z, Eminem. You know, around around those people, they speak more to the struggles that I have faced in life. But anyway, point being that a lot of the music that we had on us back then was a lot of Western music. Africa's the, the empowerment of Africa as a continent, the the African Renaissance. The the revolution in Africa isn't actually gonna start with uh, financial equality, with you know, trying to get trying to, you know, push our resources ourselves, trying to, you know, mine ourselves. And nah. The African revolution, the African Renaissance has actually started with our music, and it's amazing. I was looking at my at my playlist, and I think I have one Drake song that some random person sent me. I've got my whole phone, and I got 128 gig on my phone. Uh, yeah, being braggadocious, but I've got one Drake song. What else I got? I got a Drake song, and I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, I got the Usher album, hard to love. I got the Usher album, I love that album. But I mean, basically, what I'm saying is that there's so much African content that's out there. So many Africans are listening to low to, to, to African music. The quality is above, I mean, above parts, international standards. Um, and I think in terms of, in terms of opening up to a certain, to an, opening up an industry and moving away from that feeling that, okay, everything. Because we still think that everything foreign is better than, than you know, everything local. So we still wear the Gucci. We still wear the Prada, the Louis Vuitton, you know, E. Saint Laurent. Uh, but in terms of music, we've moved. There's been a shift. Say, nah, man. I mean, you know, Jay-Z dropped an album. Okay, I'll get to that three weeks from now. But Casper just dropped two to I got to get that today. Um, oh Snap A.K.A. Nanati got an album coming out So you know about that Even the information in terms of social media There's so much information On local music Local content We've got our own Our own award ceremonies Artists are being signed And the West has noticed this Because they're coming here Trying to sign us And kudos to people like Casper AKA who you know Maintain not being signed I'm not saying Don't be signed Just don't be signed And become a slave Then that's just Neo-colonialism And it, it beats the whole Purpose of empowerment And getting out of that Out of that That ridge uh, But I mean You got to give it up To African musicians You got to give it up To people like Yuma Sekela And all of them Tukuzi, Who are definitely Salif Keita, Who opened up the roads Rest in peace Pepe Kali People who opened up The roads for music To become an industry People who actually Started raising their children And and paying school fees and And, and it employing people and paying salaries based off of music and i do definitely think that the first industry to be become empowered the 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 revolution of africa started uh with our music man these kids are making a whole lot of money though like i I was what you know you how does you know whiz kid nasty c buying all these big cars it's crazy and you know and it's a whole industry you got radio like i mean we're on radio because these dudes are doing their thing but yeah, I mean, I think I think that is the first step for Africa, and it's an amazing step. And it speaks to the whole the conversation that we have that we're trying to build as No Borders. That you know, people are still messing up. Africans are still messing up because of was of Central African time and not being on time for anything. But I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole point to say No Borders. Let us discuss amongst each other. Let us share knowledge amongst each other. Let us know what's going on in each other's countries in order for us to progress. Um, unity in diversity. Uh, there's no way you can make it as as an island, and a lot of African countries need to realize that. I mean, you know, certain mistakes that we're making have already been made, by, by our counterparts, so we can learn from them. And if we if there was that exchange of information and knowledge, um, I mean, we would make our paths to some stage. I mean, that utopia that we're always aiming for, it would make that that journey that path much easier. And that's what we're trying to do on no borders. Uh we we call ourselves the AU of Africa was the AU don't do nothing. So we are gonna bring if people can start being on time and if we can have people reaching out uh to us, definitely. I mean I've tweeted dozens, and that's the thing, Africans don't support anything African. I'm not I had an argument on Facebook. God okay. Yeah, this this is gonna go on for a bit. But I had an argument with someone on Facebook. So, there's a there's a movie that came out recently in South Africa. I'm not too sure. Palisa just left. So, I don't know. There's a movie that came out in South Africa recently. And everyone, apparently, everyone was like, yo, uh, give it a 20 million rand budget. Kaluchi. Yeah, Kaluchi. Thanks, Palisa. So, Kaluchi. There's a movie called Kaluchi that came out. A local-based music, locally produced, locally directed. And like, yo, yo if you give bigger budgets to these movies, they're going to do better. So, apparently, Kaluchi got 20 million rand. Which is still just like 1.5 million dollars. But that's a big budget here in Africa. Um, And apparently it only made 3 million, 2 million at the box office. And okay, so you had all these people ranting on social media. I flippin' hate millennials for all these social media rants. What's it going to change? But anyway, misinformed as well. So these kids are like, yo, the problem with Africans is Africans don't support African stuff. Um, And my issue was, okay... I do agree that there is that lack of support. I'm going to get into that a bit later in regards to our show because I know that our show is quality. But in terms of the actual movie, I didn't watch the movie. But the worst thing is, first of all, did they follow the ethics of marketing and due process in terms of business ethic when marketing this movie? Because I didn't know that movie existed until I saw that post of someone ranting about how Africans didn't go and watch it. So, you know, Africans don't support Africans first and foremost like we didn't know the movie was out I would have gone to watch I watch all of Leon Schuster's movies when they come out any anything that's good if it's good if you market it right I'm going to go watch it. I don't care where it was made um so I mean b- basic point being we I, I'm not going to produce a product that's of substandard that's low quality in expectation of Africans to go and watch it just because I made it and I'm African. That's ridiculous. Make a good, and first of all, if your target market is just Africa, you're not going anywhere. That's also ridiculous. When you make a movie, you can't be banking on saying, yo, okay, so all the Africans are going to watch it. I know there's a billion of us now. All I need is like 100, uh, a hundredth of of all those billion, which is, what's well, a hundredth of a billion, 10 million, to watch the movie, and I've made my money. Nah fam you should be aiming for the world Whatever product that you're making You can't specify that this product is just for this group of people Make a product that maybe the message is for that group of people uh, But something that will resonate with with the rest of the world I mean you know make a movie about Nelson Mandela But people are going to watch it all over the world It doesn't matter So it's targeting South Africa It's a message that's for South Africa But something that everyone else can resonate with And if the quality of the movie movie is right Then people are going to love it then, besides the quality, let's just say the movie was trash. I didn't watch it. Palesa, so was Kaluchi good? She didn't watch it. Palesa, you're a traitor. But anyway, if, if the let's just say the movie was trash. But you got to force things down people's throats. If you put enough marketing into a project, if you stuff it down people's, if all they see on TV is Kaluchi, 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 if all they see on social media is Kaluchi, 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 you know what I mean? People are going to go and watch Kaluchi. When Chitomboeni came out, No one liked that song. All I heard was people trash talking it. I didn't even hear it. But when the video came out, I saw everybody in the club, you know, doing the Tidumbaweni. I call that dance the Tidumbaweni. You know what I mean? Everyone started doing Tidumbaweni and Casper is one smart dude. He will force things down your throat and that's those are the ethics of marketing And that's what we need to get on as Africans You cannot expect me to buy a rotten tomato from you Just because you're African That's crazy I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money On something that you want me to buy That's of substandard Just because you're African We can't do that. That's not business ethic However uh, This show is amazing I mean this is one of the best shows in the world uh, So you already know Now I'm always talking to people on Twitter And, and Facebook And I'm like, yo, and I just, and I'm talking to young upcoming artists. Maybe they don't see it. Let's assume they don't see it. But I'm always like, yo, if you got some music, hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. I got y'all. You know what I mean? Send me the track. You know, we'll play it here. Actually, no, let's Skype you. I remember we were, I hollered, I had that Kenyan Twitter. I'm like, yo, Kenyan Twitter, who's your biggest, who's your biggest, uh, Tweleb? They call them Twelebs, right? Who's your biggest Tweleb? Um, we want to interview them on the show let 's skype this. You know what i mean we don 't get any responses now i don 't know if it 's just a, a lack of objectivity or a lack of focus that no one you know actually thought it was real because I guess people think that some of these things are fake on with all the fake news thing going on but i mean we didn 't get any responses i 've never gotten a response i 've never gotten only people who probably know me or know people who know me send me music to play on the show, and everybody who 's ever sent anything. To me we have definitely played There's no way we're not going to do that we'll put you on we'll have you On the show even some of the people who are whack We brought onto the show and then we regret afterwards Like god damn it that person should not have Been on the show but we'll bring you on and we'll Give you an opportunity because we got an opportunity As well and I think that's the one Thing we should give each other as Africans if there's A quality product if there's an opportunity For you to get a limelight or You know to get a platform to, to Make yourself bigger to promote Yourself and your skills and your talents take It um I, I think that is that is actually Where we lack And it's 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 unfortunate There's no way We're going to go There is a lack of support To a certain extent In Africa And it's usually for See it's different From a movie it, the, I, I can't support That movie thing Because if the movie Was good people Would have gone And watched a movie We don't go And watch a movie And think you're Putting money Into Steven Spielberg's pocket I mean that's, I think That's the last thing You're thinking You're thinking Oh my god That's a dope movie I'm going to watch it But if you think Of yourself uh, And you've got a big name And you're coming On somebody So I think th- the issue is you're thinking nah why should i be giving him the spotlight i mean spotlight you be mine i'm not sharing my spotlight because you know i did this on my own so i'm not going to do this with you and and that's 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 the beginning of our demise and and Jadena said it as well at um at the one mic um no one africa music festival in london where he said that when he came down to south africa i actually went for the dennis show that was sometime end of last year was it end of last year end of last year um and he came down And he was expecting To do collaborations With certain people But no one actually came up And and, and organized anything you know, A lot of things Were disorganized You can't come up Last minute to generally Like oh let's do a song But there were no Actual preparations There's a need for preparation There's a need for us To start planning Organizing things As a people on a continent uh, I, Otherwise you know We're just pretty much Headed for disaster There's so much Disorganization And, and there's There are always Those expectations That I think BEE um affirmative action that's what that's what I'm I'm going to say that's what fucked Africa up because then you've got all these people who woke up millionaires and didn't know didn't know that it's you need to start from the bottom um I love if there's one industry that I love it's the do they call it the hoteling the hotelier industry what they call that industry the industry where people do you know service like you know hoteling hotel school I don't know I forgot the name but hotel school You know, where you start off, you know, hotel school, you know, they do a lot of it in Switzerland and stuff. Um, And a lot of people start off, you know, they start off making the beds, cleaning the rooms. Then they move on to, you know, the cooking part, the serving part, the dishing part. They move to the reception. It's, It's a whole process because for you to get the top and be the manager or the head of a hotel, you've got to know each and every process that occurs within your industry, within your hotel. So that if someone messes up, you know exactly what to fix. Now, the problem with BEE. Is you came straight from the struggle, or maybe straight from uh, uh, what you might call from Robin Island, ah bye bye here you were in the struggle here 's fifty million open business it doesn 't work that way. if you look at families, uh, especially Arab families and even Asian families, Dad started off with a bakery, made that bakery work, son worked in the bakery. When dad leaves, retires, he leaves the bakery to the son. St- son understands how the bakery works. Son expands from the bakery uh, and says, "Okay, I'm moving on from just the bakery. I want to make this a restaurant." Son understands uh, the 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 how to make food, the preparation of food, basically because of the bakery. Or let's say he opens up a cafe. So he knows you know everything about confectionaries, moves to the restaurant, starts the restaurant, understands how a rest, uh, how a cafe works, and then moves on to the but you see there are building blocks then that turns into a restaurant then that turns into a hotel that turns into you know a multinational you know a, a franchise of hotels you know the Hilton How does that work that that works from understanding each and every segment of a business that's not going to work that that that's not going to work. If we are just here giving each other fifty million and then just saying okay, fine, fifty million, start your business today, you're a millionaire. Let's 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 move on like that. Uh, snap, Palessa. I think I need I need my I need, I need like a crown. Dory, do we have like a trophy? It's been an hour just me talking to myself. I'm actually kind of sweaty. Simply don't hate. Come on, just bow down for a dude. Come on now, huh? Just do the bow. It's been an hour. I have just been talking to myself monologue i can do this i think uh someone talked to whoever directed i am legend i'm um, the next off i am legend 2 the kissy really did she just boo me at the end yeah she just booed me golly snap anyway like i said man that was kissy's monologue on africa like i got so much to say about africa but you know i i think we're trying i think one thing that we do not do enough is give ourselves a pat on the back so many strides have been made in this on this continent um we we've moved forward we've we've done a lot considering where we came from and we still got a long way to go let's not stop criticizing let's not stop uh as jacob zuma says yes because this is democracy i will allow them to say whatever they want however if this was a a dictatorship yeah, you don't know where it, that's actually a warning i think jacob was like ah, baba, do you really want me to do this because i can do this this can become a dictatorship very easily kudos to you africa thank you for listening in Cliffcentral.com. No borders. Shout out again to my partner in crime, Kamu Piri. Congratulations, baby M. Welcome to the world. Next Friday, log on. Cliffcentral.com. Fridays, 1 to 2 p.m. It's your boy KF. Out. Cliffcentral.com.